Shalom to all. Today's office is Kof. We are starting the 14th line, the second word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Maisha, Her, Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mardachai, Ben Rechaim, His Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah. I think Mars says, Tarn upon we have a Brisa. We do not distribute Truma to an Evder, to a woman at the base of Gronus, at the granary. In a place where we do distribute it, we're going to give it to the woman first, and then we let her leave right away. The Gemara has, Mike Amr, what are we saying? We just said that we don't distribute it to them, and now we're saying, and in a place that we do distribute it to them, a woman gets first, I thought we don't distribute it to them. The Gemara answers, this is what the Bryce is saying. But Malcolm Shachalkin, Maeser Ani, if it's a place where we distribute Maeser Ani, then we're going to give a woman first, my time, why is that? Mishum Zilusa, because degrading her to have to wait in line, it's embarrassing for her, so therefore we're going to let her go first. Amar Rava, Rava says, Meresha, originally, if a man and a woman came before me to judge in the entire, Hava Sharina Tigger the Gavra Beresha, I would sort out the entire of the man first, Amina, because I said, the Mechav Mitzvah, he's Chav Mitzvah, he's more important than the woman. When they came into Shaman Allah, once I heard this din about Maeser Shani, Sharina Tigger the Itza Beresha, so then I started sorting out the woman's entire first, my time away is that Mishim Zelusa, so it's not degrading or embarrassing for her to have to wait with all the men. And the Mishnah said, Igdiyotarevis, let's remember the Mishnah was discussing this scenario where babies of a Kayan and his Evid got mixed up, both are treated as a Suffolk Evid, Suffolk Kayan. Once they grow up, the Mishnah said, if they freed each other, because again, we don't know who the master and who the evid is, so they would need to free each other. Then one is a kain and the other is a full fledged Yisrael. The Gemara says, Shecharu ibai in Eloi by Eloi. Are you telling me that if they want to free each other, they have the option, but if they don't want to, they don't have to? Vamai, why is that? Lisa Shifcha inu yachol, Bascharin inu yachol. If either of these men wants to marry a Shifcha, they're not able to. If they want to marry a Bascharin, a regular Yisraelist, then they're not allowed to either. And we know that in the case when we have a half evid, half ben chayrin, we force the master that still has ownership over this evid to release his half of that evid so that the evid can go get married. So over here also, we should force them to be Meshach for each other so they can get married. So Amarava, he says, Emil, you're right, I will say in the Mishnah, that we force them to free each other. Now, after giving us a whole list on how we're machmir on these two people, the Mishnah includes by saying, that we're going to place chumras of Kaihanim and Yisraelim on them. The Gemara asks, my hechso, what are we coming to include? We just had a whole list of chumras. What chumra are we coming to include with this? Let's just have a brief intro about Menachas. When Yisrael brings a carbon mincha, that's a flour and oil carbon, the Kain first takes a kmitza, a fistful, added mixture, is makavit on the Mizbeach, and the leftovers, the Shirayim, are eaten by the Kaihanim. If a Kain brings a mincha, the entire thing is burned and no kmitz is separated. So Rav Papi tells us, Lemenchasam, the chumras that we're putting on them is regarding their carbon mincha. Nikmet says, Kaminchas Yisrael, it has to have a kmitz taken out of it just like the mincha of Yisrael. Vayin and Echelas, but it's not going to be eaten, Kaminchas Kahanim, like the mincha of Kain. So we ask, Kaketzad, how are we supposed to treat this person's carbon mincha? Akaimetz karv ba'atzman, Vashraim kraven ba'atzman. The kaimetz is brought on the mizbeach by itself, and the shraim are brought on the mizbeach by themselves as two separate parts of mincha that are brought on the mizbeach and burned. The Gemara asks, How is that possible? Ikri Khan, I should say over here, Kalshem Menul Ishim, if some of this carbon is being brought le'ishim for fire, it's being brought on the mizbeach. Harehu baltaktiru, and there's an iser of baltaktiru. Baltaktiru means that we're not allowed to bring the rest of the carbon on the mizbeach. So if we're saying that the kmitzah of this carbon mincha has to be brought on the mizbeach, there's an iser of bringing the rest of the carbon on the mizbeach. How are we allowed to put it on? So I'm reviewed the brayer of Shem and Pasi. He answers the masaglulushim eitzim. We're bringing it on the mizbeach, not for a carbon, but we're bringing it just like it's firewood. The same way that you're allowed to put firewood on the mizbeach, so too the rest of this carbon mincha, the shirayim, is just being treated like firewood. And this is kreblazer, just like kreblazer. The tanya kreblazer Eimer he tells us you're not allowed to bring it onto the Mizbeach for for pleasing aroma for Hashem, meaning as a carbon, but you're allowed to put it on the Mizbeach for Eitzim, for wood. So Omar says, fine, that fits according to Rebelazar. What are we supposed to do with the Shuram according to Rebelazar that argue with Rebelazar? The Gemara answers, we do like what Rebelazar Shimon says. The time you have a Brazzer, Rebelazar Shimon Eimer, he tells us, the Kaimitz is brought by itself on the Mizbeach, but the Shuram, they're sprinkled on the Beis Hadashen. So the Gemara Menachas Darshans regarding a Mincha brought by a Kain who didn't have error, that this particular mincha needs to have a kmitzah taken and burned in the mizbeach. But what to do with this shrim is a machlekes. Reb Shimon holds a shrim are also burned. Reb Lazar 
Shimon holds that they're scattered on the Beis Hadeshin, a place right next to the Mizbech that the ashes were put in the morning. I think Mara tells us, Vafila Rabbanu loy pli yalei the Rabbalaz Reb Shimon. The Rabbanu don't argue with the Rabbalaz Reb Shimon el minchas chayte shal kaihanim, except with the minchas chayte of kaihan the basa kravahi, because that could be brought on the Mizbech. Aval hacha, but in our case over here, when we're talking about this person, he's a Suffolk, wouldn't know if he's a Yisrael or a Kain. Vafila Rabbanu Maidu, even the Rabbanu would agree that we sprinkle the Shiraim on the Beis Hadeshin because we can't bring the Shiraim on the Mizbech. And the Mishnah continues with another case of Suffolk. Mishalai shalasa achabayla shushchadashim, a woman who did not wait three months after her first husband. When he says, then she got married to another husband, Vialda, and then she gave birth. Wouldn't know if this son was born after a nine-month pregnancy from the first husband or after a seven-month pregnancy from the second husband, meaning we don't know who this boy's father is. As we've said previously, we already know that a woman has to wait three months in between one marriage and the other in order to determine if she's pregnant from the first husband. In this case, let's just put names to it. Leah was married to Ruvain, and before three months passed, she married Shimon. This time, Shimon is not Ruvain's brother. She had a baby after seven months, and to Suffolk, if he's Ruvain's son or Shimon's. Now, the Mishnah tells us, she also had children from the first one and the second one, meaning Leah also had other children with Ruvain and with Shimon. And then what happened was that this boy who's a Suffolk, he got married and he died without children. So they're going to do Chalitza and not Yibam to his wife. If the son dies without children, then Leah's other sons have to do Chalitza and not Yibam because they might only share the same mother and not the same father. And we know that only paternal brothers do Yibam, not maternal brothers. So to him, to them, the Suffolk to his brothers, he would have to do Chalitza and not Yibam. Meaning if one of his Suffolk brothers dies without children, he would have to do Chalitza and not Yibam again because he might only be a maternal brother and not a paternal brother. Continuing He had brothers from the first and from the second. Not from the same mother, meaning Ruvain had other sons from a different wife, not Leah, and Shimon also had other sons from a different wife. These other sons are potentially the paternal brother of the Suffolk, or they're not even related at all. So in this case, he could do Chalitza or Yibam, and them, meaning if he dies, if the Suffolk dies, they would have to do Chalitza, and then the other one could do Yibam. The Mishnah continues with another variation of this case. Let's say one of these husbands was a Yisrael, one of them was a Kayin. This Suffolk has to marry a woman that's royal for a Kayin because maybe he's a Kayin. He's not to be because maybe he's a Kayin. But if he does become Tameh, we don't give him Malkas because maybe he's not a Kayin. He's not allowed to because maybe he's not a Kayin. If he did eat Truma, he doesn't have to pay Karen Chemish because maybe he's a Kayin. He doesn't get Truma at the Gairin. He's allowed to sell Truma that he has and that money belongs to him. He doesn't get a portion of Kash Kedashim. We don't give him Kachim, but we don't take Kachim away from him if he has Kachim. He's Pater from giving these parts to a Kain. We know that when Yisrael shechts an animal, not a carbon, but just a regular animal, he has to give the Israel Chaim and Keva to a Kain. This fellow might be a Kain, so he doesn't have to give these parts to the Kain. This person's firstborn animal does not have to be given to a Kain because maybe he's a Kain. So it's just let out to pasture until it gets a mum and then he can use it. And we place upon him the chumras of Kaihanim and Yisraelim. Another variation of this case is Hayushneim Kaihanim. Let's say both of them are Kaihanim, meaning both Ruvain and Shimon are Kaihanim. So this fellow is for sure a Kain. Who Ayn Alayim? This Suffolk has to act like an Ayn over them if they both die. The Haim Ayn and Olav, and they would have to act like an Ayn if he dies. Now it's important to note that Mishnah just mentioned both husbands. Clearly the first one is still alive. And the question that needs to be answered then is how did she marry a Kain if her first husband is still alive? I think Mar is going to answer that. But the Mishnah continues. Who Ayn Matam Lahem? He's not allowed to be to them because he doesn't know which one is his father. And they're not allowed to be matamid to him. Who ain't a Yarshai son? He doesn't Yarsh in them. But they do Yarsh in him. If he dies, so the Yerusha for sure is one of theirs. Since this is Mom and Hamotel Basafik, each one of them says he's my son, but we don't know for sure, so we split it 50 50. He's Putter. If he strikes or curses both of them, he's not allowed to do that to his father, but he doesn't know which one is his father. He's allowed to go to the base of Mikdash and serve and do a Vaida in the 
Bais HaMikdash and both of their Mishmaros. We know that the Kaihan were divided up into 24 Mishmaros. Each Mishmar served a week at a time in the Bais HaMikdash, so therefore he gets to serve in both of their Mishmaros, but the Enechalik, he doesn't get a portion of the Karbanos and he doesn't get a portion of the hides, the skins of the Karbanos, when he's part of the Mishmar, because the Kaihan in that Mishmar could always say, you really belong in the other Mishmar. So he's allowed to avoid with them, but he's not allowed to take portions in the Karbanos. Now, Mishmar Echad, if they're both from the same Mishmar, so then he definitely gets a Chalik because he's for sure from that Mishmar. Now the Gemara starts out to explain the part of the Mishmar we had at the top of the Amud, which was talking about if Reuven had sons from a different wife, not Leah, and Shimon also had sons from a different wife, these other sons are potentially the paternal brother of the Suffolk, or they're not related at all. Therefore, if the Suffolk dies, so one of these sons would do Chalitza and the other would do Yibam. The Gemara tells us, you would have to be the first Chalitza happens and then Yibam. But this Suffolk brother is not the first do Yibam. Why not the Kapaga? Very possibly, he's marrying a woman who has a Chiv of Yibam and he's a random person. It could be that he's not a brother and she's really Chayv and Yibam. Therefore, we first have to have Chalitza happen and then Yibam. And now we're not related case, but we're going to bring our Mishnah in soon. Amr Shmuel, he says, Asar Kaihanim Oimdim. We have 10 Kaihanim standing in a group. It doesn't have to be 10 Kaihanim. It just means that there's a group of Kaihanim, Upir Shechan Mehem, Ubal, and one of them walks out of the group and he's Baila woman. She's a Penuya. She's not married. So here we have a case of Znos, Havlat Shtuki. The child is a Shtuki. Now the Gemara asks, My Shtuki, what does it mean he's a Shtuki? Shtuki is a Lashon of Shaisik to be quiet. If you want to say that we quiet him from the Chasm of his father, that he doesn't get to Yarshan his father, Pshita, that's obvious he's not going to Yarshan his father. Manu, do we even know who his father is? His father is one of these ten people, so of course he can't Yarshan his father. Ella must mean that we quiet him from being a Kayin. He's a Kusher person, but he's not a Kusher Kayin. He's not allowed to serve in the base of Mekdash. The Gemara is my time, why is it that he's not allowed to act as a Kayin? Because the Pasuk says, and it shall be for him, a Kayin, and for his offspring after him. When it comes to Kahuna, we have to have a child which is Meyuchas after his father. And over here, we don't know who his father is, so therefore he can't be an acting Kayin. The Gemara says, Mask for a Papa, a Papa asks the following question, El if that's really so, Gabi Avram Dechsev, by Avram, it says the following Pasuk, To be for you as a God and for your offspring after you. Over there, was a Torah trying to tell Avram Avinu that he has to have someone being Meyuchas after him? So Gemara says, This is what Hashem was telling him. Don't marry a non Jew or Shevcha so that your children shouldn't go after her. So we don't have a question on what Shmuel said. The Gemara attempts another question. We know that Risha and Rolia is Kain Gadol. The first one is able to be a Kain Gadol. This is talking about a case where a woman fell to Yibam and before three months was up, her Yavam was Miyabim her. Both the deceased husband and the Yavam were Kaihanim. And what this is telling us is that a child that's born after seven months, so we don't know if he's a nine monther from the first husband or a seven monther from the second husband, is able to be a Kain Gadol. How is that possible? We have to have his child being Miyuchas after him and we don't have that. We don't know who this child's father is, the first husband and the second husband, and we said that he's allowed to be a Kain Gadol. So Gemara says, wouldn't have a Kasha. This whole concept of Zarim Yochaz Achrav is only Darabanon. And this Pasuk that we brought to support it is just a Smach. And when were the Rabbanon Geyser that this child is not allowed to be an acting Kain? That's only when we're talking about a case of Znos. When we're talking about a case of marriage, such as Ibam, the Rabbanon weren't Geyser, and that child could even be a Kain Gadol. The Gemara says, Even in case of Znos, the Rabbanon are Geyser, but we have an hour Mishnah. If she didn't wait three months after her husband, and he says, and she got married to another husband, and then she had a child. Now we ask on the wording of the Mishnah, my Acher Baila, what does that mean? She didn't wait after her husband. If you want to say that she didn't wait after the death of her first husband and she got married within three months to her second husband. The Gemara says that can't be because Ema Seifa. Let's look at the later part of the Mishnah. In the case where both husbands are Kaihanim, the Mishnah had said that he, this Suffolk child, has to act like an Ainin if both of them die, and both of the husbands would have to act like an Ainin if he dies. So, we can understand how this Suffolk child would have to act like an Ainin if both of them died. That could turn out where she had gotten married to the second husband. The second husband died. And they were reburying the bones of the first husband on the same day. So, therefore, on the same day, 
he's being an Ainain for husband number one and husband number two. How is it possible that we have both of these husbands being alive and they're being an Ainain over this Suffolk son of theirs? I thought the first husband died already and that's why she got married to the second husband. You want to say that she was divorced by the first husband and then she got married to the second husband? And what would that mean after her husband, after her husband gave her a get? Well, let's look at the later part of the Mishnah. It says, This fellow who's a Suffolk is not a Metamit to these husbands if they died and they're not a Metamit to him if he died. So, we understand that they're not a Metamit to him. That's a Chumrah. Because each one is able to say, well, maybe this fellow is not my son and I'm a Kayan so I can't be Metamit to him. But regarding him not being able to be to them, am I? Why not? We can understand that he's not even time to the second one because we don't know if the second one's his father. But he should definitely be allowed to be time to the first one. If he's his son, then he's allowed to be to him because he's his father and he's his son. And we know that Kaihan were allowed to be father and son. And if this Suffolk is really the son of the second one, it's okay for him to be time to the first one. Why? Because he's a Chalal. Because his mother, who's a Grusha, married a Kain and she's not allowed to marry a Kain, so that child's a Chalal and he's allowed to be matami to anyone because he's not considered a Kain. So why would the Mishnah say that this Suffolk is not allowed to be to the first one either? El Lab is Nus. It must be we're talking about a case of Nus, not a case of marriage. Umay Achar Baila, what does it mean? She didn't wait three months after her husband. Achar Baila, it means she didn't wait three months after a person was Baila her, she got married or she lived with someone else and then she had this child who's a Suffolk. So we see we're talking about a case of Nus, the Katani Seifa, and the Seifa the Mishnah tells us, that he goes into the Mesa Mekdash and works as part of the Mishmar of this one and of that one. The Tiyof to Dishmul. Here we have a refutation to Shmuel. Because remember, Shmuel had told us all the way in the beginning of the Gemara that when we're talking about a case of Znos, the child is not considered a Miyuchas Kain, he's not allowed to serve in the Beis Mikdash. Here we have a Rai for a Mishnah that even though we're talking about a case of Znos, the child is allowed to serve in the Beis Mikdash. So Amar Shmaya, he answers, Bimma we're talking about a Mimma She was living with husband number one, and then she was Mimmaen, she walked away, and then she went to go live with husband number two. And she's allowed to live with husband number two as a Kain, that's not considered a case of Znos, because she's allowed to be Mimmaen, she's allowed to walk away. The Gemara asks, Mimma Enes, Mika Yalda, is she able to become pregnant from the first husband when she's able to be Mimmaen? Vatani Rabbi become of Nachman, he tells us, there's three women that have to be Meshamish, they have to have Tash Shamita with a Mike, with a wad or some sort of cloth inserted inside of her to make sure she doesn't become pregnant. Kitana, a girl's a Kitana, Me'uberis, if a woman's pregnant, Uminikan, if she's nursing. Kitana, Shamita Sabra Vatamas, a Kitana has to be Meshamish with a Mike, maybe she's going to become pregnant, she's going to die. Her body's not going to be able to handle the pregnancy. Me'uberis, a woman who's pregnant, has to be Meshamish with a Mike, Shamatasa Ubar Sandal, because maybe she's going to become pregnant again, and then the child that's currently inside of her is going to become squashed, is going to become disformed, so we don't want her to become pregnant again. And Minika, a woman who's nursing, wouldn't want her to become pregnant. Perhaps she's going to have to wean her son early from nursing because now she became pregnant and she doesn't have enough milk to give him. And then this child who she's nursing is going to die because she doesn't have enough milk for him. What's a katana that we're talking about here? From 11 years old in one day, until 12 years old in a day. If she's younger than 11 or older than 12, she can have Tashmish like regular because if she's younger than 11, she can't have a baby at all. And if she's over 12, then we don't have any issues. That's Romare's opinion. All these women that we're talking about, they could just have regular Tashmesh. And Hashem's going to have mercy on them, that nothing bad's going to happen. Because the Pasuk says, But the bottom line that we're coming out from here is that a Ketana who's able to do Mion is not able to get pregnant. So Hakkad Roshmaya say that our mission is talking about the case of a Ketana. So Gemara has a different suggestion. We're talking about who's a Kedushay Tos. Leah was Mekudash's with her original husband, but it was only Al Tanai, that was only based off a certain stipulation. She was living with him and she became pregnant from him. And then that stipulation wasn't fulfilled. So that's considered like we uproot the Kedushan in the first place and she's legally allowed to marry a Kain afterwards. Well, Rabbi Huda Amr Shmuel, it's just like Rabbi Huda Amr Shmuel says, the Pasuk tells us, 
Nispasa. If she wasn't forced, Asur, then she's Asur to her husband. Hanispasa, but if she was forced, Muteris, she's Mutter. You have another woman that even if she wasn't forced, she's still Mutter. What's that talking about? He's talking about a woman whose Kedushin was only Al Tanai, and that Tanai wasn't fulfilled. Even if she has a child from the first husband, she's allowed to walk away from that first marriage and go because the stipulation, the Tanai in the Kedushin, wasn't fulfilled. So that's what our Mishnah could be talking about, and it's not necessarily a question on Shmuel. Let's go on to Kofal from Ralph on the top, and we'll continue till the end of the parakha. We had said if both of them were Kaihanim. The Gemara says, Tonarbon, we have a Braisa. Let's say the Suffolk child, he hit the first father, and then he went and hit the second father. He cursed the first one, then they cursed the second one. If he cursed both of them at the same time, if he hit both of them at the same time, so then he'd for sure be Chayev. Rabbi Huda says, If he hit them at the same time, so then he'd be Chayev, but if he struck them one after another, then he'd be Pater. Ask more of Atani, Rabbi Huda, I'm Pater Basachas. Rabbi Huda says that if he strikes them at the same time, he's Pater. So Gemara says, Trey Tanoi, leave Rabbi Huda. It's a Machalikas Tanoim, what Rabbi Huda holds. So we ask my time in the mind of Pater, what's the reasoning of the one that says that he's Pater if he strikes both of these potential fathers of his at the same time? Amar Chanina, he answers, Nemar Bracha Lamata, Venemar Bracha Lamala. It says Bracha, which is a euphemism for cursing, Lamata, meaning in regards to a father that lives down here in this world. And it also says Bracha, again, a euphemism for cursing, Lamala regarding Hashem. Mala Mala, Shein Bashutvas, just like when we're talking about Lamala, Hashem, he doesn't have a partner, Aflamata Shein Bashutvas. So too, when we're talking about cursing a father down here, it's talking about cursing a father that doesn't have a partner, meaning a person whom we know for sure is a father, not a guy who is a Suffolk father. Veskesh Hakal, and we have a Hekesh striking to cursing. So therefore, according to this man, Amar, even if he strikes both of these fathers at the same time, he wouldn't be Chayev. And we had said in the Mishnah that this fellow who's a Suffolk, but he's definitely a Kain, he gets to work in the Mishmar of both of his Suffolk fathers. If he doesn't get to take a portion of the Karbanes, so why should he serve in the Beis HaMikdash? The Gemara says, Why should he serve in the Beis HaMikdash? He says, I want to go do a Mitzvah. If I'm allowed to go do a Mitzvah, so at least I'll do the Mitzvah of serving in the Beis HaMikdash. I might not get a Chilik in the Karbanes, but at least I'll get the Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, No, this is the question. It doesn't say if he wants to, he can go serve in the Mishmar. He uses the word of Oile, which is Mashma Bal Karchai, that we force him to serve in that Mishmar. Why are we forcing him to serve in both Mishmaris? So Amr Vacha Barchanino, Amr Abai, Amr Asi, Amr Abyechnon, Mishum Pegamish Bacha, because of a blemish on the family. These two families are rumored to have a blemished child in the family because we don't know who his father is. He's a Suffolk. It's very embarrassing for them if he doesn't come and serve in their Mishmar because then everyone's going to say, oh, you're the blemished family. So they're allowed to force him. You have to come and serve in our Mishmar so that our family is not embarrassed. And we had said of him, Hayushneim and Mishmar, if both of these fathers are from the same Mishmar, so then not only does he serve in the Mishmar, but he also gets to take a chilek because he's definitely from that Mishmar. The Gemara says, I don't understand. Mishmar is Why is it that when the two Suffolk fathers are from two separate Mishmars, he's not able to take a chilek of the Karbanas? Because every Mishmar he goes to, they push him away and they say, No, you're from the other Mishmar. We're not going to give you a portion of the Karbanas because you really belong to the other one. So Mishmar Chanami, even if they're in the same Mishmar, we still have the same issue. Because each base Av is going to push him away. As we said, the Kaihan were divided into 24 Mishmaris. Each Mishmar serves for one week at a time in the base of Mikdash. However, each Mishmar was divided into seven Batei Av, and each base Av only served on one day of the week. So we should have the same issue as well if his fathers are from the same Mishmar, but they're from different Batei Av. So when he shows up on Sunday to serve in the base of Mikdash, they're going to say, you're from our Mishmar, but you're not from this base Av. You're really supposed to be serving on Monday. And the Monday Kaihanim say, you're really supposed to be serving on Monday. We don't have to give you a portion of the Karbanas. So our public answers, this is what the Mishnah is saying. If both potential fathers are from the same Mishmar and from the same base Av, then he for sure gets one portion because he's for sure from that Mishmar and from that base Av. We should be to finish the entire Mishmar together. And of course, 
all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.